This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. And, and bikes in general, you think you know, people will buy a range of bikes, and that's fine too. But, you know, it, my first bike was a, um, I bought it at a yard sale. My parents bought it at a yard sale for me. And so uh, that, in the, and when I started uh, getting back into riding on the road as an adult, um, I was using a bike that was a 1980s. <laughs> it was, um, it had, it had the downshifters on the uh, tube and everything else. So it was, it was an older bike, but it was fine. It got me around everywhere I wanted to go. And if it, and if somebody borrowed it from me, then it wasn't yeah, such a big deal. Yeah. And I have another question um, regarding the bicycle for kids. At what age you can let them move around by themselves? Because they need to have a notion of the space of, you know, where they can go so that's a that's that's a great question so you know you like i said earlier you can teach children earlier bike skills right and but when when do you let them be independently mobile and i think that's that's going to be a call on each parent uh based on the child's development and usually that comes a little later it could be earlier but usually around that that uh probably 10 to 12 year age that type of thing there's an interesting um organization called let grow um, Lenore Skenazy in the U.S. She's she's focused on letting kids be more independent, and the idea is, you know, letting kids go out there and, and take take a bus, take a subway, take. I mean, it it, it really depends on where you live, um, what what's available. You, you're, you know, the child's development is, is key too, because you know, having independent mobility actually helps build resilience and self confidence. Yeah, that's uh so yeah, it's going it's going to differ in in many because many different factors come into it. You know, I was again traveling pretty independently. Uh my my sister and I uh we walked to school uh to get to the bus. We walked we walked three blocks in the city uh in Germany to um get to the school bus. And she was 10 and I was 7. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So a message to the parents? I I think the me- message to the parents in this case is that Biking is such a beneficial uh, activity in the fact that kids, just put it this way, I'm not sure remember if you remember back to when the first time you rode a bike was, but if, if you look at kids when they learn how to ride a pedal bike, and I just watched this some of my granddaughters, you see the smile yes. on their face yes. <laughs> when they take off and they've, they've, they've mastered that skill to do that. And so I think... If you, you think you not only there's this self-confidence, this resilience that comes in, it's great for physical activity. That's my focus is on play and, and physical activity research and beneficial outcomes for children. But the idea is you get more physical activity. Kids are having fun. They're learning a lifelong skill. Um, it allows them to move around pretty independently later on when, when, you, when the parents feel like they're able to do that, like biking down to a friend's house or going other places. Um, allows you to take them out on, on, on bike rides in, for recreational purposes. Uh, so academic-wise, as I talked earlier, maybe more att- attentive in the class, they bike to school. So there's so many things that come out that um, from a social-emotional standpoint and a physical and mental health a benefit if you have your kids bike. Okay. And also I think there's a message for the local municipalities is to make the infrastructure more easy to access and safer. Oh, certainly. Uh, you know, if you see places where you have upswing in um, biking, uh, especially gender related too, so more balance from, from men and women biking or kids or older adults biking, it's going to be with safe infrastructure. It's going to be with separated infrastructure because obviously you, you can ride on the road in many places that's the way it was set up but any place you see with trails that move from place to place or inf- separated bike infrastructure people feel more comfortable they're not interacting they don't have that conflict as as, as much uh, potentially with with vehicles so it's 
it's it's much nicer ride in a way to me to me because you're you're able to look around you and see what's going on in nature and 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 I and I, I ride my bike and I stop and I look at things on the way to work so I go oh you know biking to me is only one of the few things that I would bike out of my way and take longer time yeah, to commute yeah. Precisely, <laughs> sometimes because yeah. I want yes. <laughs> so yeah um, it to me that's it that's a wonderful okay, thing great. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.